kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a teacher, a classmate, a relative, or someone you think should hear it. And thanks. What is failure? Failure is when you mess something up. It's like when butterflies get into the chrysalis wrong and then they die and they don't turn into butterflies. Some people just give up and some others don't give up but keep on going. Failure to me is not getting back up. We are all going to go through these times in our lives where life knocks us down, where we don't feel our best. Uh, But failure to me is one, not obtaining the goal that you originally set out to attain. But also failure is in the not getting back up to go get that goal again. Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard at the top of our show were from Christina, Demetria, Junior, and Layman. Each week we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our Kid's Book About series. Hi, my name is Dr. Layman Hicks. I am an African-American male father, motivational speaker, son, author. In fact, I am the author of a kid's book about failure. Ooh, failure. I'm going to be real with you listeners. Failure and me, we have a funny relationship. I know that failure is a necessary part of learning and growing, and that makes me less afraid to fail. But I also know that it can feel really awful and embarrassing, and that makes me want to avoid it if I can. Do you think everybody fails? Is that something we all experience in our own ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone experiences failure, whether that is you fail the test or you, as I describe in the book, you were trying to learn how to ride a bicycle and you fell down. You were learning to take your first few steps and you fell down. You didn't reach the goal that you had in your life. So now you feel like a failure. Every single one of us will deal with failure in our lives. For the rest of our life, those who try to stay away from failure are only doing yourself a disservice. I realize I told you a few seconds ago that I often think about avoiding failure in order to avoid those icky feelings. Layman has a great take on this. I think a lot of people try to avoid failing simply because they are afraid of what other people may view them as. 
you are a failure. Okay, I I don't want to fail because I don't want other people to see me as a failure. I don't want to fail because I don't want to deal with the rejection. I don't want to fail because I don't want to deal with the hurt, the pain that it may cause me. Um, So most people avoid failure not to deal with all the other things that they think will happen. Just because you fail does not mean you are a failure. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Every single person who is successful today, who we may look up to, president, vice presidents uh, of corporations, organizations, musical artists, painters, every single person, your own mom and dad, they have all failed. What if they try to avoid failure for the rest of their life. No one would be where they are today. And so it's so important that you stop looking at failure as a thing that you need to avoid and embrace it and go full throttle. I learned a phrase a few years ago from a friend of mine that is stuck so tightly in my brain that I had to share it with Layman. The phrase is failing forward. It means using failure to learn and to propel yourself forward. It didn't surprise me that Layman also knows this phrase well. It's so important that you fail for it. What I tell a lot of kids today is that even in your failure, you're nine times out of ten more successful than the person who did not try. Because in that failure, you learn some lessons that you can now use later in life And once again, when you apply for whatever it is that you are trying to do. And so it's important to fail for it. Famous motivational speaker Les Brown says this. He says, when you fail, make sure you land on your back. Because if you can look up, then you can get up. And if you can get up, then you can still fight for your dreams. And in that, what he is saying is that you're going to fail. But you have to get back up. And if you're able to get back up, then you keep fighting. You keep persisting because that's what life dictates for us. That's what that's what it calls for us to do. So many young people today are afraid, again, just so afraid of what other people are going to think. And because of that fear, it stops them from persisting. And what I what I truly believe in my wildest thoughts is that failure is only the bridge to get to success. The failure that we have is that bridge. You have to fail in order to become a success. So why why not get back up and try it again? I got to admit, hearing You have to fail in order to become a success. So why not get back up and try it? That's a phrase I may never tire of hearing. That's part of the process. It's it's part of the ingredients in the cake. Otherwise, you don't have a cake. It's all about perspective. And I always tell people all the time, like, think about WD-40. We know WD-40 simply as water displacement 40. It's this blue and yellow can. We spray it whenever we hear things squeaking. Well, how did WD-40 get its name? The people who created WD-40 failed 39 times. And on the 40th 
try, they came up with the right concoction, which we now know as WD-40. Are you willing to fail 39 times in order to create something that will be used over and over again to solve problems in this world? Are you willing to do it? Most people are not. The question though is why not? Why are you not willing to get up, to keep going? Because every single time you are learning something new. We'll be back in a minute with more from Dr. Lehman Hicks right after this quick break. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our A Kid's Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say, your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about failure with A Kid's Book About author, Dr. Layman Hicks. Can I ask you a question? I know this is something that may be hard for some of you to share. If you have a trusted friend or family member nearby, I'd love for you to take turns sharing with them too. Ready? Here it goes. How does failure or failing make you feel? Failure makes me feel frustrated and angry. It makes me feel different ways. Like uh, when I fail, sometimes... You're really, really angry, like, oh, it didn't work. But some people, some people make the best of it and take notes of what didn't work and what worked, improve, and try again. Oh, man. You know, again, now, today, I realized um, failing is is a part of the process. It is a part of the process. But even in that, it doesn't make me feel good, you know, because you put your all in something. You've been trying, you know, you've been investing time and effort and money or whatever the case may be, uh, relationship capital, all of this stuff. um, It does not make me feel good. But I know on the other side is that I've learned something and I am better because of it. When I had that fear of failure, I felt pain. I felt rejection. I felt uh, like I wasn't good enough, uh, like I couldn't anymore, that I I couldn't sustain what I was trying to build. Uh, There was no good feeling with failure. But now that I've learned that failure is a part of the process, that I will have to fail in order to 
be someone, that failure is the investment for success, I realize, you know what? Get back up. Keep moving. Keep going. You know, I always tell people, I tell in my student audiences, I tell my uh, students that my great-grandmother said to me, baby, when you fall down, get back up. And so that was one of the things that she would say to me all the time. And, and that's what I try to get young people today to realize is that when you fall down, you have to get back up. It hurts. Some people won't look at you the same. But again, your failure is simply an opportunity to go out there and continue to make a mark on this world. Someone will benefit from your failure. It may seem unexpected or counterintuitive or maybe even just too impossible to be true, but believe it, someone will benefit from your failure. I hope that you are the one who benefits from your failure, but you may not be the only one to benefit from your failure. So the 10th grade, I was accepted to the National Honor Society in, at uh, Jefferson High School in Tampa, Florida. And uh, at my high school, if you were a part of the National Honor Society, you were literally the bomb.com. Like no one could tell you nothing. You were it. Everyone taught, we were taught to believe that by being a part of the National Honor Society, you would literally get a 4.0 GPA. You would walk across the stage at graduation in a white robe where everyone else walked across the stage in a blue robe. You would get into any college that you wanted to get into. And so when I received that letter that said, congratulations, Layman Hicks, you've been accepted to the National Honor Society. I was like, yes, I'm in. A brother is good, right? But that didn't happen. So I had a test in world history. It was seventh period of the day. It was the last class and after lunch. And many of my friends and I, we decided that we were going to cheat on this test. Stupid decision. Well, I was sitting in the last row. My teacher had told us to clear our desk off. He came over to my row. He gave me the test. I took the test and put it on top of this cheat sheet. When I looked down, I noticed that I had every answer circled. I had his answer key. And so now I'm thinking, well, what do you do? You got the answer key to the test. Most people would be like, score. I got the answer key. I'm good. But I raised my hand trying to do the right thing while still doing the wrong thing. I, I raised my hand. It was like, Mr. B, I have your answer key here. And so Mr. B came over to my desk. And when he took up the test, he saw my cheat sheet. And I got obviously in trouble. Uh, he gave me an F on the test. That just really scarred me. So like two weeks after that incident... I received a letter that said, regretfully, we have to inform you that you've been dismissed from the National Honor Society. They kicked the brother out. Like, how are you kicking me out of the NHS? Like, what about my goals? What about my dreams? What about the 4.0 GPA? The, you know, walking across the stage in a white robe and everyone else walked across the stage in a blue robe, getting into any college that I wanted to get into. All of that was gone because of the dumb mistake that I had made. And so I literally, for weeks, dumb, you're stupid. Why would you do that? You're dumb, you're stupid. How could you do that? All this negative self-talk, this, this limiting belief that I had about myself, my, me calling myself a failure, uh, all of this stuff that was just in me, that I was just pouring. So not only did I have to worry about 
all of my friends see me getting caught cheating on a test. But I had, and knowing that I got kicked out of NHS, but I also was putting all this additional pressure on myself by the, the destructive dialogue that I was having with internally. You're dumb. You're stupid. Why would you do that? How could you do that? Uh, for six weeks that happened. And then I remember the words of my great grandmother that when you fall down, you have to get back up. And so I made a determination that, you know, they said that NHS, you would get a 4.0 GPA. Well, that became my goal. I wanted a 4.0 GPA when I graduated. And so I worked my butt off for two years. By the time that I graduated, I graduated as the only black male in my graduating class with over a 4.0 GPA. You know, I went to Florida State University where I have a bachelor's and a master's degree. And then at the age of 29, I graduated with a doctorate degree. So it became a mission of mine not to be seen as a failure, but to use that situation as the bridge in order to become the man who I am today. And so that is probably a really memorable time because I learned then that I am in control of my destiny. That yes, this situation happened to me, but it does not define me. And because it does not define me, I can take that situation, make it a part of my story and use that to make the world better. And all of our failures that we go through that happen to us, um, don't just go through those failures, one of my mentors would say. You don't go through things, you grow through things. And I had to understand that what I was going through was stretching me to become a better individual. That failure, that pain, that embarrassment, that rejection was stretching me to prepare me for moments like this. I wouldn't be able to have that story to tell had I not gone through the failure. Listeners, I hope that story sticks with you. And I hope that in some way you can benefit from Layman's failure, from listening to it and learning from it. It's that sharing and that learning that Layman brought to creating a kid's book about failure. And those young people all across the country that he visits get to hear these messages as well. It's so important to me, not that when we talk about failure and all of these tough conversations that we're having throughout a kid's book about, that we sit down and have the conversations that need to be had. So we're better equipping our young people to go out into the world and make a difference that they are no, they they will be able to make. Six, seven, and eight years old, having conversations about money, about anxiety, about racism, systemic racism, about gratitude, about kindness, about just all these different topics that we've had in the series of a kid's book about is so important. You've got many adventures and experiences ahead of you, listeners. I hope that the words of Dr. Lehman Hicks can serve you and can be there for you when you need to hear them. Here's one more takeaway to leave you with before we go. I've just changed the perspective of how I view failure. I know I am going to fail, it happens. But instead of running away from it, now I embrace that 
And because I've embraced it, my perspective about being a failure and failing is completely different. Again, just because you fail does not mean you are a failure. To me, a failure is someone who sits on their butt and does not try again. That's a failure. That's failing. Thank you to Dr. Lehman Hicks, author of A Kid's Book About Failure, for joining us today. You can learn more about this book and others like it by visiting akidsco.com. And thank you to Christina, Demetria, and Junior for adding your voices to the show. My name is Christina. I'm 11 years old and I live in New York. My favorite thing to do is watch anime, play Roblox, and listen to Melanie Martinez and Billie Eilish. My name is Demetria. I am five years old. And my favorite thing to do is, well, more of like my favorite instrument is a violin. And I like to play songs on it. And I live in Massachusetts. My name is Junior. I am nine years old. I live in Maryland. Uh, my favorite thing is 3D printing, playing basketball, and video games. If you want to be on a future episode of A Kid's Book About the podcast, or if you have a question you'd like us to consider, have a grown-up email us at listen at com, and we'll send you the details. The Kids Book About the podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner, with help from Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Podcast About. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found, and check out other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. Join us next week for a conversation about body image with A Kid's Book About author, Rebecca Alexander. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co., and I also host A Kids Book About the Podcast, and worth noting, I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.